Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today I am so honored to have Brandy Larson here, the founder and CEO of uh, FireSX, which is a marketing and consulting agency, as well as she is a speaker. Brandy, how are you doing today? I'm excellent, Christopher. Thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you for being here. I was just going through all of your great stuff. There's so many things that we're going to talk about, and we're just going to bring massive value to our audience here, and I'm sure of it. But before doing so, I gave just a small explanation of who you are. Can you unpack that a bit more? What do you do? Who do you are? How do you support your community? And so on. Yes, for sure. So I always like to start off with like who I am. I love ridiculous shoes. Like the more ridiculous, the better. Um, that is my passion. I, um, I like captaining our boats. We live in Phoenix, Arizona, so we get to have a lot of lake time. And, um, I have a family my husband and my son, we live here in Phoenix, but I'm originally from Montana. So I kind of have a farmer background. My parents were also entrepreneurs. So I did found Fiery Effects, um, and we help clients maximize the use of technology in their business for their marketing and growth. So we do that through strategy, websites, analytics, what I like to call smart business, and then technology pieces. So we, we help them employ these parts that can really exponentially help their business. Brandy, I love that. And you mentioned something that I wanted to bring up. And you know what, before going into the business side of things... Tell me about your love with fashion and shoes. Cause you did mention that. I'm like, this is so cool. It shows a bit of your personality. Have you always been like liking shoes? What's your favorite brand? What are we talking about? What type of colors is that like your main thing when it comes to fashion, always wearing shoes that pop? Like talk to me a bit about that. Yes. And I say ridiculous because I really, so I'm, I'm tall and I like really high heels, like the kind of heels that people are like, how do you walk in those? Or, or very ridiculous boots. Um, I have snakeskin boots that are knee high. I have um, I have uh, silver shoes that have spikes on them. They're real spikes. I have actually injured myself with them. I don't don't walk with those. Don't walk on grass with those. Um, but it's not it's not necessarily a color or a brand. Although it is my goal to own some Lobotons um, that I love. It's just. The, the, what, the, what the shoe speaks to, like how yeah. it looks and how it makes me feel when I wear it. I love that. I love that. And you kind of alluded to something over here as I'm a true passion, like I have a true passion about fashion as well. And for you, if you wear like these, just let's call it eccentric in a beautiful way, these shoes that catch your intention, it's so nice. And I always in like tell people to always get out of your comfort zone when it comes to clothing, wear stuff that are like, Hey, I'm not sure, but I guarantee you as you wear it, you get a lot of compliments. And Randy, I am sure that so many people time and time again, have stopped you and said, wow, check out your shoes. And it's a great conversational starter. So my question is, what are some of the greatest 
conversations or business opportunities that you have gotten from your shoes. And I'm hoping it has happened, but I'm interested to, to kind of unpack that with you. Um, they definitely get attention. So I get, I get compliments on them and it's definitely a conversation starter. The, the most interesting conversation was a, a gal noticed my shoes at a restaurant and then like kept coming back and, and basically trying to talk me out of my shoes, like, <laughs> wanted to have them. I was like, um, I don't even know that we were the same size and I, I like these shoes. I'm not going to give them up. <laughs> um, but I also, um, I keynoted uh, a word camp last year. And one of the, one of the very important things to me was to have the right pair of keynote shoes. So I have a, a pair of shoes that I wore for the keynote that are, are pretty eccentric. They're, they're pretty, they're definitely a statement. Um, and I once had a speaking coach tell me that I shouldn't wear those on stage because people would be fearing for my safety and not listening to what I said. And like, that's interesting. What if I did jumping jacks? <laughs> oh my God. What if I proved to them that I can actually move on these shoes? <laughs> but uh, I was like, that's, a, that's an interesting piece of advice. I don't think I'm going to be following it. That, that is interesting. And uh, yeah, just essentially, it's very obvious that once you wear things like that, it shows your personality, it shows your bubbliness. And I'm feeling it right now through the screen, through how you are, your smile, which I alluded to, that is very beautiful. Uh, so my next question or kind of what I want to unpack is tell us a bit more about your marketing agency and consulting firm. How do you help your client? Tell us what that, what is your ideology with marketing? Let's unpack that to really bring some massive value to our entrepreneur audience here. Yeah, for sure. So my company was founded building websites. Like literally someone I previously worked with called me up and said, Brandy, I have this WordPress site. I think you can help me. I'm like, yeah, I can help you. So we did WordPress work for the first couple of years and I almost quit doing it altogether because bless every little business owner's heart. No one knows that they actually need from a website. And I hate building things that don't get results. So what had to happen is that I had to start with strategy first. So I really like analogies. And basically a client would come to me and be like, I need a bathroom or I need a kitchen island. And I'm like, here's a kitchen island. But they're like, oh, but we actually need something. We want to do something different with it. I'm like, but we didn't have a plan. So we had to start with the plan, which is where the marketing piece comes in. Because in order for a website to be an asset for a business, we have to know the role it plays. And it's really great. Websites can play many different roles. They can just be receptionist. They can be an operations manager. They can be a salesperson. They can be client success. So when we're clear on the role that our website plays and who is going to be using it, then we can build the plan or the blueprint to have the right kind of house to either host the party or have a big family or, or have a gourmet kitchen. But we can't get you something that's going to service your needs until we're very clear about what those needs are and who has those needs. So we shifted more into doing the strategy first with the marketing. The other thing we found is that business owners typically don't even have the time to think about these things. They are like, oh, I need more leads. And so, oh, I guess I need SEO. So I'm going to go find somebody to do SEO. Well, maybe they do need SEO, but maybe they don't need SEO. And even if they got more people to the website, would it convert? would that traffic turn into leads? If you are running a service business, if you have a salon, if you have a plumbing business, or if you have a coaching business, like that's not something you're thinking about. So that's where our business moved to, is to be more of the consulting first, helping you with strategy and clarity and a plan so that then you can implement in a way that makes the most sense. 
So Brian, that is very interesting the way you kind of broke it down. And the way that you were speaking, I was kind of thinking about like back in the day, let's say in the early nineties, even early two thousands, like having a website was like, like the beginning of slice of bread was amazing. Right. And now it's just so overly used that a lot of entrepreneurs don't know how to use it. And you know what, I'm going to put myself in that same category because as you're speaking, I'm kind of thinking about my business. I'm like, wait a minute, am I optimizing my uh, website to the best of my ability? And you have obviously knowledge within this. So my question is, what are some of the mistakes that you commonly see entrepreneurs make with their website and how can they optimize it not to make those mistakes anymore? And that's where your, I guess your consulting starts come, like comes into play. So yeah, you're excited. Please answer that question. <laughs> yes. So my, my first, my first thing is you should not build a website until you've had at least 10 clients. Like okay. you should buy a domain and that domain should point somewhere. Um, maybe it points to your LinkedIn page, maybe it points to your Facebook page, maybe it points to you know, some other property, but maybe you even like just have a, a simple GoDaddy website builder that has your name and your contact information. Cool. Don't build a website until you've had at least 10 clients because you don't know what you don't know wow. when you start your business. That is, let me just jump in right there. That is so valuable. You just said that. And like, a bit, I don't know if you know, but obviously I'm a speaker and a peak performance business and life coach. And I have a lot of clients that have these kind of questions and I've never told them, Hey, wait until you have your first 10 clients. And as you're saying this, I'm thinking about my website. I built it before I had 10 clients. And now as I'm going, I'm like, oh, wow, there's so many things that the verbiage is not the same. The mission and vision is not there. And granted, we've been adding and we have the WordPress that you're able to add upon. So I love that. Now, once you know, what are your 10 clients? What are some of the other mistakes and what can we do to change that in itself? Because you were kind of on that little wave over there with that answer. So next, be really clear about the role your website will play in your website. Now, this will change over time, but you you would not hire somebody in your business unless you knew what they were supposed to do. Don't build a website. Don't update a website. Don't redesign a website unless you are very clear even write it like a job description. What is the website's role in your business? And this is where it might help to have expert guidance because there are so many possibilities, but having somebody help kind of interview you about like, oh, right. Who are your clients? Where are they hanging out? When do they need you? Um, What is your sales process? How do people find you? Um, because I'll use this example, um, search engine optimization is important for every website, but how much search engine optimization you need depends on your business. If you are a keynote speaker and your name's out there, you need to optimize for your brand and your name. If you are a business that people know to look for, and I think pet sitting is a perfect example. If I'm going to leave and my dog's going to be home alone, I know that's the problem. I understand the solution as a pet sitter. I'm going to go Google for a pet sitter. So yes, you are going to need to have another level of SEO for pet sitter because people are actively searching for your solution. Mm -hmm. But if you're a business coach, very few people are Googling for business coach. Like they don't, they, they, they know that they need more leads. They know that uh, their business is a hot mess. They know, like they know, but they're not solution aware. 
So you're not going to want, like your website is not going to be the billboard that's standing in the way of people Mm -hmm. looking for business coaches. People come to you differently. So having somebody kind of help you break down or even breaking down yourself, like how do people find me? What, what role does my online presence play? Mostly we start out with it being a way to get in touch with us so that we can send people to a place to know more and to contact us. Um, And it's also an authority builder. Am I really who I said I am? Even if your business is hundred percent referral based, when I hear your name, what's the first thing I'm going to do? Google. Google Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't show up in Google, I'm probably not going to call. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's an authority builder. It's a verification. So getting clear about the role, then you will know how much to invest because you don't pay the receptionist the same as you pay your sales director. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, I love that. <laughs> so clarity on the role then tells you how much to invest in the, because again, like a website can be a receptionist and, and a, a place to have testimonials. A website can literally replace operations, which can be super helpful if that's what your business needs. So get, get clear on the role so that you know how much to invest and you know the right person to hire. I love that. Okay, so let me just re-highlight certain things you said because I feel like the more we talk about it, the more it's going to get engraved and everybody's going to remember it. So number one, when it comes to website, do not start your website unless you have 10 clients or more because at that point, you know what your offer is, you know what your clients want, you have a better verbiage and understanding of that. That makes perfect sense. Second thing, understand what is the role of your website? Is it a lead gen? Is it just putting in an order? Is it X, Y, and Z? Like you mentioned in my scenario, I'm a keynote speaker and a coach. Rarely people are going to say, hey, who are the keynote speakers? Who are this? Who are that? It's more, it's an authority once they see you on X, Y, and Z or referrals. So I 100% love that. And last thing that you mentioned, which was very interesting, and I've kind of learned it through another way, is once you have that role, then you understand how much you have to invest within that role because your secretary is not getting paid the same as your CEO, CFO, or X, Y, and Z. So once you understand what the positioning of that role is, then you go accordingly. So I love that. I I really love that. And you kind of mentioned something which is going to go perfectly into the next subject over here. You're like experts and hiring people and working with experts in itself. Talk to me about your methodology, your approach of hiring and working with experts? Because you you did mention with the stuff that I I looked at, it's something that you are quite eloquent at. So let's talk about that. Well, so so my journey, and we started off building websites, and then we figured out we couldn't just build websites that we had to do. So we've evolved our service offering and our ability to help clients because the reason I do what I do is I love getting results for people. But when people come and hire an expert, they actually don't want the service. They want the transformation. Mm-hmm. And here's the tricky thing about transformation is it requires change mm-hmm. and humans are change resistant. It's scary. Even if we, even if our mouth is saying, this is what I want, the rest of us is like, ah, there's fear. There's all these things that's happening. Um, so I don't know any successful service provider. That's not also part coach. Yeah. Like we have to help our clients mentally get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I I could give you the world's best brand, website, design, but if I haven't also helped you through this transformation about how to use it and how to embody it and how to be the business that now has this, you're not going to use it. It's not going to get you results. So 
Working with experts has been part my experience. I also help coach other digital agencies and I've seen through their eyes. Um, this, this relationship is when a client comes and they're like, hey, I need something. I need something I don't know how to do, or I want to accomplish something I don't know how, how to get there. And this person's like, hey, I have the skill set and this expertise. There's also this gap in communication about what the client can express that they want and what the expert can come and offer. And if the expert can't close the gap, then we don't get the full value from the relationship. And there's kind of two things at play with the client. Either the client doesn't know what they don't know, which is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it, it happens to all of us. Like, we're going to do this new thing. Um, I want to put analytics on my website because I need information, but I have no idea how that happens. Or um, I was trying to think, I, I want to start knitting, but I don't know what I don't know about knitting. So the, there's that. The other side of the coin is called the curse of knowledge, okay. which is when we know it so well, we assume that we know everything about it. So the expert's job is actually to help close that communication gap, help the client identify get clear on what they actually need from a result and then see if it's a match for their service, which is just not something that anybody learns when building their skills. Very interesting. Very interesting there. And it's a great way to kind of look at it and understand one thing to highlight over there is that everybody's going to do somewhat a form of coaching because the main thing is when people want something, there is a mindset shift that has to happen and they have to get out of their comfort zone a bit like you explained with your fear aspect. And I love that. And talk to me a bit about your podcast because what I understand, it alludes to a lot of what you're kind of saying over here. And please tell us what that podcast is and what's the ideology behind that. Yes. Yeah, so my podcast is called Leverage Your Spark. And we're in season two. Season one was really talking about the different um, places we're helping clients. So what's our, if you want to hear me really go off on how websites are an asset, go listen to, I think it's episode, uh, season one, episode two, because okay. <laughs> I really get into each one of the technology, the smart business, the websites and the analytics and how those help. Um, but season two is all about how to work with experts and how to hire experts because, um, and each, each episode is just five minutes. Cause I think snackables is the best. Yeah. Um, I talk about the Dunning Kruger effect and I talk about the curse of knowledge. And I talk about when you're thinking about hiring an expert, how to prepare yourself to work with an expert, what to look for in an expert and where things typically can go have gone wrong. Because what I see when there's a bad experience is nobody's coming into it, trying to have a bad experience. The client's coming in with the best of intentions and the, and the service provider, the experts coming in with the best of intentions, but they can't close the communication gap. So this season is really all about how to identify and work with experts to get the best value out of that relationship. I love that. So essentially everything that we're talking about over here, you go so much more in depth in your podcast with a step-by-step process. So we'll definitely talk about that at the end of how to kind of uh, reach out to it and go follow that. And you did mention something twice, the cougar effect. I do not know what that is. Can you unpack that a bit more? So we could, I could find that as well as I'm sure some of the listeners would love to learn more about that. Yes. So the Dunning-Kruger effect. So Dunning and Kruger are two scientists that did a, a study about what happens when we um, come into situations where we're completely unfamiliar and many, our human brain has a hard time identifying that we, there are just things we don't know that we don't know. Mm -hmm. So like, I think maybe an engine. So not all of us have had a, a junker car and understand that 
the way a battery gets charged in a car is through an alternator and that the alternator only runs with the engines running. Like if you're driving a car and you know it starts and it doesn't start unless you've had a problem, you probably don't know what you don't know about an engine. But there's many places in, in business where we want to do something new, where we've grown to, and now we're going to conquer. And I'm sure you run into this with your clients if you're a business coach. <laughs> like we just want something uh, over here, but we have no idea what lies between us and that. So we don't know what we don't know. Okay. I love that. So essentially it comes down to one of the most expensive things in life is ignorance. So not being that somebody's ignorant, but the aspect of not knowing is costing you so much more than what you know. That's an expensive right. deal. So I love that. And I'll definitely look into it. Thank you for bringing up that research. And Brandy over here, like, I just want to be respectful for your time. And I want to ask you a couple last questions over here. And as this podcast is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show and everything that I do and I work with my clients and I'm on stage, I talk about performance. And it's very clear that you're successful in what you've done. And you're very passionate about this whole website world, which I truly love because I've picked up so many golden nuggets here. So my question to you is, how do you go about being high performing every single day? Do you have certain rituals, certain habits that you do every single day that helps you get to that peak state? Yes. So um, something I do every day, which if you would have told um, 2019 Brandy, she would be doing, she'd be like, no, that's not happening. There's no way that's happening. Is every day I do a debrief and a plan. Mm-hmm. So I, but before I wrap up my day, I go, I have a little form on my iPad that I bring up like the what's working, what's not working, uh, what mistakes did I make today? And what lessons did I learn? Um, how do I be successful tomorrow? And then I have like a little emotional rating thing. And then that what, then I do my plan for the next day. And the reason that I'm doing that at this point is I found that my little feeble human brain uh, needs constant review of what's actually working because mm-hmm. I will meditate. I will move in the morning. I will do things. I'm like, this is great. You know, this is, I feel good. And then a couple months later, I'm like, wait, I'm not doing that anymore. When did yeah. I stop doing that? Why did I stop doing that? So the debrief helps me solidify and remind myself <laughs> about the things that are working so that I can continue to build on them. I love that, Randy. And that's something we talk about on this podcast time and time again with guests having a ritual to be very eloquently seeing and clear on what you're doing, what you need to improve on, what are certain things that you can learn from is going to help you achieve and succeed. Anybody that's highly successful has that practice. And it's beautiful that you just mentioned one year ago, if you were to ask yourself, never you thought you would have done this, which alludes to the previous uh, experience that we were talking about. When you don't know what you don't know, you don't know what you know, and it's costing you. And now you've experienced it like, hey, wait a minute, this is keeping me accountable to see Once I meditate in the morning, once I do exercise, I feel X, Y, and Z, and the results are X, Y, and Z. If I stop doing that, how come this is diminishing? The only way you're going to see that is through monitoring it and following up. So I love all of that. One last thing I want to ask over here is, what is the best way for our audience to connect with you, to contact you? Potentially, if they see that after this conversation, after this podcast, like, oh my God, my website has to be revamped. What's the best way to get in touch with you and your team? So our website is fieryfx.com. That's F-I-E-R-Y-F-X.com. Leverage Your Spark is available everywhere you get your podcasts. So Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, it's it's all of those places. And um, we're pretty active over on LinkedIn. So you can connect with Fiery FX or me directly over on LinkedIn. 
I love that. I love that. And everything you mentioned will be in the show notes uh, below. Well, what you just showed me, I'm definitely interested even more because you definitely know your stuff about website and changed my perspective to see how I can improve as a business owner on that end. So thank you very much for being here, for being with such joy, vibration, and just giving us this great knowledge, Brandy. Really a pleasure having you on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Christopher Devian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.